Welcome to Thank God It's Monday with Tony Aliogana Rafael. Today it's a bit different. I have with me two wonderful people. Um, first person I'll be introducing is um, Nancy Ikwezu. She is a professional administrator, management consultant, and life coach. She has worked in the education sector for 26 years. That's serious. Okay. She's um, the founder of the Facebook group Educational Administration Network with over 12,000 members from various countries where she shares content on school administration, management, and personal development. All right, so I'm glad to have um, Nancy here in uh, the studio with me. Also, is um, Otobong Ekpeno, we call him OTB. He is a storyteller, a film producer. He has produced award-winning advocacy short and human interest documentaries. He has screened and enjoyed critical acclaim across the globe. It's good to have both of you here. And um, we'll be talking today. Of course, you know um, what TGIM is all about. It's here to bridge the gap between, you know, Sunday and Monday. And that's why we call it, thank God it's Monday. We want to see how to connect our faith with our work, which I think is a huge gap uh, that uh, needs to be uh, closed. All right. We would um, just... Um, you know, get your impression, for instance, maybe OTB. Um, what do you think of TGIM? I know you have listened to a few of those episodes before. What do you think of it? You know, Thank you very much, um, Daddy T, if I can call you that on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's really um, amazing to be here on this end. <laughs> and yes, um, Thank God is Monday is a podcast that, I mean we should have had years ago <laughs> honestly because um like you rightly said it just bridges the gap between sunday and monday and um, for most of us christians we have struggled with being able to translate what we hear in church on sunday to practical life nuggets that we can apply during work days in the week that's the value of tgim for me great yes great that's great and Nancy, do you want to say something about well, it? Well, I've, I've actually listened to a few a few episodes and I got nuggets from there, mainly about having character in the workplace and that really, you know, struck the right chord in me. Okay, great. So uh, today, generally, we're covering career as a calling. I, I think this is uh, a big deal. Uh, most people have not, uh, as Christians, um, have not really... Uh, connected their uh, career uh, or don't see their career as uh, as they call it. Maybe because they don't understand the concept. People think unless you're working in a church environment or some kind of religious environment, uh, calling is limited to that kind of environment, you know, and they don't see calling as something uh, as part of your career or uh, you know, what you do in the marketplace. And, and I think that, that disconnect is where we have the problem. And that's why people approach their work the way they do uh, without uh, a sense of the fact that 
when they go out there every single work day to go and work, they are, you know, um, executing the gospel. They, they are actually living out the gospel, you know, and that's um, what I want us to cover today. I was thinking if, um, you know, talking to Nancy now, if you see your career uh, as, um, as a calling. Oh, definitely. It is a calling. You know, I, I think when you have a career as a Christian, you are, your life is actually, in quote, evangelizing in the workplace. And so if you see it, like there's a nudge in you to be your best at what you do and it becomes a way of life for you. I think that is a calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes beyond just having a certificate and developing skills and doing your job. Because how you do it impacts on people. Um, you're creating some level of influence where you are, whether you know it or not. And of course, like OTP said, what you've learned in church on Sunday, you bring it to that place. And so that's your own sphere of influence that you have. Because sometimes I think we just like to um, think of you know, a career as a job, you know, some place you go to, if you spend a good chunk of your life in a place, definitely that is where your impact really is, not necessarily in church. Yeah, I think that we come to church to get filled up on Sunday to actually go to our areas of calling, which is primarily our job, our career, the path that we have chosen. That's where we come in contact with people every day who are going to look at us as individuals and say, well, what's it about this person that is so different? And then we get a chance to, you know, bring them to our faith. That's right. That's right. You know, I think that the quest for job satisfaction is connected to this. I think a lot of people just do not see that unless they recognize what they do, spending over 60 percent of your waking hours, really, more than that probably, in a place, that's definitely your greatest place of influence. And that's the place you can express yourself. That's where you can deploy your skills, you know, uh, contribute to to making this world a better place, be a co-creator with God. Exactly. It's only going to happen in those uh, in, in, in our workplaces. And going there with that mentality is where I think a lot of people, um, you know, struggle, you know, just rather than see it as a place where you go just to earn a living, just to get a check, you know, but it's a place where you go to make meaningful contribution. And I think when we begin to see it like that, it just makes all the difference when we can connect what we're doing to the overall goal of God for the human race, you know. Yeah, what do you mean? I was, I was just thinking, as it applies to career, how do you define calling? Okay, so um, if, if career for me is a field of endeavor or an area of work that I have decided that I'm going to spend my life, a timeline, say 15, 20 years doing this, I mean, if that would be a working definition for career here, then calling would be for me um, that um, contribution that I feel not to base on my convictions to serve to the world. If that, I mean, that's the way I see calling. So it's it's a nudge that I feel, you know, there's this gap in the world that I feel that my contribution matters because at the end of the day, it's about meaning, how meaningful this is, you know, so that I feel notched based on my convictions. And of course, I'm a Christian. My convictions are Bible-based. So that notch that I feel and 
um, there are pointers to it. There are things that make you cry. There are things that make you laugh. You know, there are things that tug at your heart. There are things like for me, injustice is is something that I I just realized. You know, that I can't stand. You know, and little wonder why I I tend to make social justice pieces where you know in most of the documentaries that I've made, these things show up in life and your work. So for me, that notch that you feel based on your conviction, which of course depends on what fits the meanings you you assign to your life, sir. Yeah, awesome. You know, there's a story uh, that I came across some time ago about three people working at a construction site, okay, doing the same thing. First one, you know, was asked the question, what are you doing? He says, I'm making bricks. And uh, the second one was asked, what are you doing? He says, I'm building a wall. The third one was asked, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a cathedral. Okay, so he he doesn't see that small part as just all that he's doing. He's molding bricks, but he sees himself as a, as an integral part and even a, you know, a, a core participant in the overall edifice that's being built, rather than just this small aspect of I'm just molding bricks or I'm just building a wall, you know. When we see life that way, when we see a career that way, that we are not just one small piece, but that in the contribution we are making is vital to the overall goal of God for humanity. It just changes everything. Absolutely. It changes how we view that, how we go to work, you know, how we respond to the challenges that we even meet at work, you know. It changes everything. That's so great. Now, um, I was thinking, um, work, I mean, we're all gifted. This is one thing that, you know, I'm so amazed about with respect to how God created us. Loaded us with all kinds of gifts, all kinds of abilities, you know, and talents, you know. And um, I know we get to express ourselves in, say, maybe church environment, as most people, you know, want to see uh, or seem to think that that's where they need to um apply themselves you know for the kingdom that that's only when you're deploying those gifts and those talent in the worship environment or the church environment that's when you're actually uh, uh, serving god you know but i'm just wondering you know how your work has allowed you nancy how your work has allowed you to fully express your gifts you know and and how that makes you feel well, there's a sense of fulfillment I get when I, I train people, I coach them, I get organizations in structure, especially schools. And I know that it's actually um, tied to, you know, my faith because I, I bring in character in it. I mean, I've left an organization where I was called back to come and train the team. And I heard all the testimonials. You know, while I was there, I didn't think I was the nicest person on earth. You know, because of the tough decisions yeah. I had to take based yeah. on my faith. But I look back now and realize that I made far more impact than anybody ever has in that organization just by sticking to my principles, of which of course are biblical, and also just leaving my faith in the workplace without necessarily being preachy. So yes, um, we have a place for our skills, but character comes in very key. Um, when we, we go about um, deploying those skills in the workplace. Mm. So if I hear you correctly, you're saying great to have skills, great to have, you know, um, 
yeah, the talents and all of that. Yeah. But character will always trump performance, you know. Yes, so definitely. so uh, while this your work gives you the opportunity to express yourself, to deploy your gifts, you just must couple it with character for it to make a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah, that's where we are separated from people who do not know God. Yeah. Because, you know, there are other people who do not know yeah. God, but very gifted, in exactly. fact. Sometimes more gifted in an area than those of us yeah. who have faith. Yeah. But when, when, we, when, when we then add character to, to what we do, that's the defining moment. That's what separates us from the rest, you know. I like that. Um, so very important. I know that, you know, in the film industry, generally, I mean, that would be a challenging place to, to walk, you know, and, and, <laughs> and want to express faith and, you know, uh, your values and, you know, convictions. I'm sure you have come across challenges trying to do this. You know, what kind of challenges would you, if there's anyone particular oh. that stands out? <laughs> oh, sir. <laughs> yeah, so there are lots of challenges. Um, um, first of all, I think um, the challenge of, like, I mean, there's no sugarcoat in this, the challenge of being able to stay true to absolutes. In the industry that I happen to work with, there's a lot of relativism, you know, in the industry, you know. So, and the Christian faith is very clear, you know, about certain things that shouldn't be. So it's, it's quite a challenge. But I think um, when you, my approach has always been, that's what I'm, like I'm clear about saying I'm a storyteller. So if you go about it, and that's usually my approach. So um, if I may backtrack a little bit. So if, if you see um, a story in the way we look at it has the beginning, middle and end, right? So the beginning of every story would be the normal. What is your normal life? And then the middle of it would be something comes in and disrupts that normal and gives you what we call a pursuit, a dramatic need, which is the protagonist, right? Pursuing to try and rewrite that normal to go back to where it. In reality, you never, almost never go back to the normal. So in your pursuit of that, you know, trying to get things back, you either go back to a new normal or you fail at it. Now, if you can see that everybody has this in their life, in the way I see it, we cast ourselves as either protagonist or antagonist in life to be able to resolve our normal, whatever that is. That's my, that's, so in trying to live my life in a way for you to see that, and I do that, that's why I love talking to people. So in work, I, I meet people. That's one of the things in the industry. It allows you to meet people with different pers you know, persuasions, different views in life, and all of that. But in all of that, instead of going preacher at them, I would genuinely want to quiz what is your life about and all of that. In, in conversations, I find out how you cast yourself in life in the light of what I just shared. And then instead of talking about your life, I talk about my life and how I see. For example, I remember the first time I mentioned to someone like, how did you, someone asked me, how did you get into film? And I said, you won't believe it. They said, go ahead. I said, so I believe in the Bible and Genesis 12, <laughs> three says, and you, and, and you will be a blessing. The Amplified Bible says, all the families of the earth shall be blessed and by you they shall bless themselves. And so I told her, believe you or not, that's how I became a filmmaker because I realized at the time that I was having this consideration, every family in the world has a, a box, a TV. 
So if I deploy my gifts in storytelling in this regard, I'm able to show you how you can be a blessing in that regard. So my point is that instead of, you know, going on people's moral faults and all of that, you know, I try to show you how I use my faith, you understand, and live my life in a way that allows. And in the end, it's not the behaviors, like I always said. It's not the drinking, smoking, womanizing. It's it's a fundamental flaw, which is your disconnection from God. So that's where I stay with. I, I, that's where I stay with. It's the disconnect. When you disconnect from God, you find vices. So I never really, you know, center on the vices. I stay on your disconnect and I share with you how I try to stay true to center. How I try to, and that usually does it for me because people don't feel judged. So, so yes, there are challenges in the film industry and they're usually around drugs, women, you know, and the rest of them. Those are real challenges that people struggle with. And I can tell you, it's their way to try to fix a normal yeah. that yeah. something has broken. Yeah. So that's the approach, sir. True. <laughs> that I follow. The yeah. fundamental flaw is sin. Yes. And if we can't get that out of the way, every other thing is um, just um, trying to me- mechanically, you know, get by, exactly. which is unsustainable. You know? Nancy, I'm thinking, you know, you said something about, about character as being very important you know, in how we project ourselves and then, of course, embody the gospel at work, you know. And um, have you had any real serious challenge with integrating your faith with work, you know, in a way that, you know, or maybe if I put it this way, um, what kinds of changes would you want to make now you know or are you thinking of making now um that will help you integrate faith with work in a more satisfying way because i'm just thinking the more we integrate faith with work the more satisfying work becomes the more the more the more enjoyable work becomes the more meaningful and we're all looking for meaning that's why everybody's seeking meaning you we want to know that we can't and what we do can't you know so is there anything, you know, just for you that you're thinking maybe there's an area you're working or you think you need to work on to better integrate faith? Yeah, okay. You know, the Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I found out that in the workplace, you know, uh, self-concept matters a lot. So, you know, in, in the areas of get making impacts now, I've realized that I also need to work on my self-concept, you know, to the level that God will have me be. Because sometimes you go in with this limiting mindset, like, you know, I'm just a Christian. I'm just doing my thing. I don't know where that just a Christian thing came from because we are really the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You know, like someone said, you're not the, you're not the salt of, a, of your pot of soup. You're the light of the world, the whole world, you know, to put it in a humorous way. So I think that the, um, linking my faith to my work, you know, also means that my identity is very important yes. my self-concept yes. rooted in god mm-hmm. so that i'm not shaken in you know all of the challenges that i face mm-hmm. and all, you know it, it's the workplace can really be a war zone sometimes true it is a war zone between light and darkness <laughs> it <laughs> is a war zone not. true and you know the choices that you make of course are born out of the principles that you know you believe in what whatever it is that forms your belief system mm-hmm. So I want to be so rooted in my concept in God that nothing really moves me 
you know, out there to carry that identity boldly without necessarily being preachy about it, but to just live it without any apologies to anybody. True. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's that's really powerful. Yeah, if I may add a little bit to that, because also in identity, because I find that for me, um, I think, I mean, Nancy really hit the, the nail on the head. You know, it's, it's about, for me, it has been about um, um, increasing my people skill. Increasing my people skill, you know, um, learning how to talk more to strangers and, you know, not, you know, shutting them off with your ideas, being open to other people. And, and a lot of that is listening. So, yeah, that's what um, I've been learning to change, you know, in my approach in work that helps me integrate my faith move, my work in the way that, you know, helps me, you know, reach more people. Because ultimately, like I said, it's tied to identity, you know, and, and I see myself as a storyteller, you know, you know um, contributing my bit in creating, you know, either services or products that, you know, help, you know, make this world a better place i mean in specific ways that we can talk about you know so but a whole lot of that especially as us christians we end up living or presenting ourselves in a way that um shuts access you don't even have the access to share your faith so being more open living in a way that allows you to be more approachable yeah. that you can start is more is the thing. Of yeah. exactly because yeah. acceptance um yeah. So for me personally, for the past couple of months, that's what I've been working on. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, just to add to that, I'll, you know, sometimes we don't care about being liked as Christians. Mm. You know, there are things you can do to increase your likability factor without necessarily compromising. Because I always thought, you know, in my earlier years that, you know, if you were going to take tough decisions, then you were not going to be liked. Mm. And I've found that, that that's not necessarily true, mm-hmm. that it all depends on your approach as a Christian. Yeah. That you have um, principles you're standing for doesn't mean you have to scream them at everyone. Mm-hmm. You can take the decisions that you know, impact lives and do it with a smile. Mm-hmm. And you know, it still increase your likability factor sure. and be doing the same thing that you thought you needed to do with all of the toughness to true, go with true, it. True, true, true. Very true. Very true. We, we we think to be a Christian is to be very serious and not <laughs> <laughs> You know, I like the fact that yeah, you know, we need that likability factor to 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 really be able to touch more and more people, you know, to be more and more you know uh, open. But I'm thinking of work life balance. I don't know. I mean rest. It, it is is important, and um, it's in an attempt to find this um, rest that we start to talk about in balance. Uh, balance. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, um, the the demand of work these days. You know, people have to take work home. Sunday immediately, even after service, you still have to rush out, maybe to go complete a job, or to go you know, um, or get back on your system to continue work, you know. Though you're at home, you're not at home. You're present, but you're not present, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, And I'm thinking, because 
I just think unless we rest, we lose perspective. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So how do you how do you manage that? How do you at, at what point do you, you, you are you able to you know what is your way of making sure that you know you, you don't you don't just run off you know nonstop. It's interesting, sir, that you ask me because, I mean, for me, I mean, with the pandemic, you know, most of us have had to be working remotely. So that thing about bringing work home, work is now home. (laughs) So, but for me, how I achieve that work, that balance, what we call balance in this case is, uh, for me, when I looked at it in a practical way, it will seem like I'm not giving my family because it boils down to giving my family, I mean, my wife and kids, you know, the time and spending time with them as opposed to working. That's what this is about for me in a specific way. So so if I come home and I go to my study and I'm on the system editing, cutting videos or doing sound design and shut my family out, that's where the balance yeah. is not there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, how I achieve that is I... I um, um, I mean, there are ethical um, considerations. There are non-disclosure part of the work that you can't talk with people. But how I achieve this is I always talk to my wife about my work. So I bounce ideas, story ideas with her. And so she doesn't feel left out. So in that case, that's the way that I achieve it for me. So there's not... You can't say that I'm working now. Not really, I'm not. Because I will bring that work. Even when I'm editing, sometimes I will call her... Um, come and look at this scene. What what seems off in a scene I just edited, you know, or what I'm I'm developing, I'm building a character. I'm so so okay. So this woman in this story does does this look like this is this would be the real lived experience of this lady? And she was like, ah, nobody lives like that in real life. This is it. So so that for me because I discuss work with her, I bounce ideas, I I I throw perspective to her, and she really feels included, carried along. That for me. Um, works you know and also my kids you know i also talk to them about you know it's a wonderful you know it, it would amaze you how the way kids see you know stories for me since i work in the domain of stories so that for me is how you know i do not alienate my family away from work so that really when i carry a lot them along in ways that i can with whatever project i'm working on then there's no gap between work and life for me. That's how I, that's how I make this happen. I know we can go on. We can go on forever, <laughs> but yes, sir. Uh, I'm just going to have to find a way to um, draw the curtains on uh, this um, um, show for today. Um, it's been wonderful having Nancy Pezo. She, you just know, go to her handles. Uh, she's she's a big big woman, you know. You, you need to connect with her. And OTB OTB is a rising star. I've been following his uh, following his career. He's um, a very serious-minded person, going places. And both of them have come to just add color to our meeting today. I'm so grateful to have you guys here. And for everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. It was a pleasure having you today. Look forward to seeing you again. So take care and God bless.